Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22. And look what it says. It says, immediately he made the disciples, he made, he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him. Turn to your neighbor and say to the other side. To the other side. While he sent the crowds away. And after he sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. I want to talk about this morning, it's time to move facing your fears from faith, from fear to faith, facing your fears. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to move, neighbor. Amen. Facing what? Your fear. To myself, last week as I began this series, and as I was preaching, the Lord was sharing with me personally that fear can stop you. Um, we come up with a lot of excuses for our fears. Think about what I just said. Um, well, we don't have enough money. You know, you want to do something in your life or you want to go somewhere or you want to move forward, but you put an excuse behind it to cover up your fear. Um, going forward in life can be difficult for some people because they have settled in to their comfort zone. Do I have anybody here today can testify you're in your comfort zone? Everything is the way it is. You pay your bills at a certain time. You do this at a certain time. You do. And if anything comes unexpected, come on somebody, you, you, you trip out. You, you get a little nervous. And last week I told you that when God told the children of Israel that it was time to move, he had said something to them. He said that you had been at this mountain too long. And oftentimes, amen, we fall into our comfort zone and we, we get to the place where we don't realize that we're, we're, we're at a standstill. Do I have anybody that feel like they're at a standstill in life? Do I have anybody here right now who you desire to move forward, but, you know, here's the thing. You, 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 you keep looking. You know what you want, but it's the fear that's holding you back. Amen. How many know that the opposite of faith is what? Fear. And how many know that without faith, it's impossible to what? Please God. But here's what I found out about moving forward. Amen. You 
cannot do it without faith. Turn to your name and say, you can't do it without faith. And in our passage today, Matthew 14, I believe that Jesus set this circumstance up for these disciples to teach them a lesson. Now the lesson that he was about to teach them is something that you and I, we need to learn. Listen to this. In the beginning of chapter 14, John the Baptist was beheaded. There was sadness in the journey. Amen. This is what John the Baptist said at one point. He said, he said hold on a minute. He said, uh, is this the one? Or should I look for another? This is John in his prison cell. And he, he was a man that he was the forerunner for Jesus Christ. Amen. He had all the faith in the world. But when he found himself in a circumstance. Not understanding. Listen. How could my life end like this? I follow God. I've, 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 I've had a good diet. Liquor has never touched my, my bloodstream. That's what the Bible says about him. Amen. He lived in the wilderness. He baptized. He was the voice crying out in the wilderness. But yet, here he is in a place, in a prison, amen, in a predicament, and now he's beheaded. Is this what I get for being faithful? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. But the Bible says, amen, that he would be a great man. You see, oftentimes the enemy wants us to think that the, that the story will end well from his perspective. But if you're going to move forward with your life, you have to remember that there will be some struggle. And so right after John the Baptist is beheaded, we find that Jesus comes and he feeds the 5,000. There's a miracle. So we go from tragedy to miracle. Watch the text. We go from tragedy to miracle. And if you look at verse 19 of chapter 14, look, look what it says. They said to him... Uh, well, the disciples, first of all, the disciples lacked compassion. The, the crowd had followed Jesus. And then it was time for them. It was getting dark. Jesus said, hey, you know what? Uh, man, they ain't got nothing to eat. Jesus asked you, they got to send them away. <laughs> send them home. Listen, they, they didn't bring them. They didn't bring them. Now, look at the disciples. I'm just trying to show you something. When you're in your comfort zone, you only think about yourself. And we lack compassion. I'm talking to somebody. Watch this. Jesus said, look at verse 16. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. They already told, well, let me back up a little bit. Nah. Verse 15. When it was evening, the disciples came and said, this place is desolate and the hours are already late. It's been late. So send the crowd away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for who? What compassion? Listen, see, here's what I found out about people. Many of us will only look out for ourselves. We can't move forward because we're thinking only about 
That's what I talked about all week. We won't deny ourselves to somebody else. The text says, that, but look what Jesus said. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. See that? Verse 17. They said to him, we have here only what? Now, now watch this. This is what we do. Watch this. When we're afraid of moving forward. We only look at what, we, what limited things we have. We, we only look at our lack. We don't look at the God that provides. Are y'all following me? See, Jesus said, give them something to eat. They said, man, we only have. Somebody here, you should have moved forward a long time ago, but you said, oh, I only got this little piece of job that I have here. I can't do, I'm on a fixed income or whatever the case may be. But I want to tell you something. It takes more than money to move forward. It takes faith to move forward, but faith in the God that can do something about where you are. Are you following me? Watch the text. The text is powerful. It says, it says, and he said, and he said, we only have five loaves and two fish, verse 18. And he said to them, what? Bring them here to what? To me. Let me say to somebody here, you got to take what you have, what little you have, and bring it, come on, somebody, to Jesus. It's time to move. And if you're going to face your fear, you have to put whatever you have in his hands. And I want to tell you something. You will experience a miracle. Problem with us is that we hold on so tight to what we have, we can't release it. So watch this. We stay stagnated. Are you following me? Watch the text. The text is there. He says, and he said, bring them to me in verse 19. Ordering them, the people, to sit down on the grass, he took the five loaves and two fish. Now, I want to show you something. And looking toward, up towards heaven, he did what? He, he said his grace. He blessed the food. And breaking the loaves, he gave them, gave to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. Let me say this to you. It's a mentality about moving forward. You see, what they didn't think they could do, they're looking around, they see 5,000 people, right? And they're saying, man, we, now literally in the natural, you can't see it. Yeah. And may I say this to you? Some, and listen, what, look, what they, look what they suggested. They suggested, hey, send them home, let, let them feed themselves. Jesus said, uh-uh, sit down. And let me bless this thing. When I say this to you, you can't go forward if God don't bless it. You cannot move forward if God doesn't what? Bless it. Jesus blessed the what? The, fi the five loaves and the two fish. And the Bible says, amen, in verse 20, it says, and all, and they all ate, and they what? And they all ate and were what? Satisfied. They picked up what was left over. Now watch this, this is the part that really gets me. Here's the thing, oftentimes we're looking, as I said, at our limited resources. But if you take what you have, put it in God's hands, watch this. Not only will he give you more and supply you more, but he's going to give you some leftovers. You see, a lot of us are afraid to move forward because it's a chance you have to take. Am I right? Listen, 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 listen. It may be your credit. Oh, Lord. 
It may be something that's holding you back. But let me say this to you. Have you put it in God's hands? The text says, how many know God can take care of anything? How many believe that God could take care of anything? How many know that nothing is impossible for him? How many know that God can take someone in this room today and he can bless you, amen, where you can be a blessing to somebody else? How many know that it doesn't take a lot to do great things for God? If you have a willing heart, and that's the lesson that, now listen, when Jesus fed the 4,000, he had taught them a lesson, but they hadn't gotten it the first time. So he had to teach them again through this miracle. Did you know that? So when he, when he, when he, when he, when he fed the 4,000, right, the same thing happened. But watch this, three months later, we're back at the 5,000 and they had forgotten the miracle that he had done before. I'm trying to make a point here. You see, we're trying to move forward, but don't forget the miracles that God has already done. Watch this. In this ministry, in this church, and also in your life. I've seen the God, I've seen God do a miracle last year at Christian camp. It's transformed right before our eyes. God can take a little and do a lot with it. Are you with me? The Bible says they had, they had some leftovers. The Bible says and what was left over, the broken pieces, I find it interesting that there were 12 full baskets and there were 12 disciples. So as a leader, you don't have to worry about whether or not God's going to take care of you. God's going to take care of the leaders too after you feed the people. You see, some people say, well, I didn't gave away what I had, but guess what? God going to take care of everybody. I just find it interesting there were 12 baskets left over and there were 12 disciples. Each one didn't get a piece. They got a basket full of what? Bread. Come on, help me, will you? You see, sometimes we're so concerned about us that we're not thinking about nobody else. You see what I'm saying? And we're thinking for some reason we're going to be left out. But I want to tell you something. It's time to move. You got to face your fear. You got to face your fears. What? Can I ask you something? Write it down somewhere. What is your fear of moving forward? You got to find out what that is. Well, I don't have enough money. I don't have this. I don't have the credit. I don't have, let me tell you something. I know a God that can make, make things happen. I know a God that can take your credit score from 200 and make it 800. Y'all ain't trying to help me. Y'all ain't trying to help. You say, well, Pat, how you, how you do that again? <laughs> you got to have some faith. Amen. You want nice things, but you got to sacrifice. Watch this, watch this, watch this. They picked up 12, 12 baskets and look at verse 21. And, and this is the part that really got me. There were about 5,000 men who ate. Besides what? Can God do a lot? Oh, somebody ought to testify. Can, can, he, can he do a lot with a little? Listen. Problem is you're not seeing it. It's a miracle that you're here today. 
It's a miracle that you still have a roof over your head. It's a miracle, and watch this. If you want to see him do something, you got to do it by faith. You got to overcome the fear. I'm going to give you four things today. Now watch this. After the miracle comes the lesson. Write that down. After the miracle will come a lesson in faith. See, some of us stay at places so long we're forced to move. Some of us stay in places where you're not forced, but you got to move. Come on, somebody. And some of us stay in places where, hello, somebody, I, I, I'm cool either way. Right? But you know that's not a permanent place for you. You follow, you follow what I'm saying? It's not permanent, it's temporary. But, but watch this. God is saying there's a lesson after the miracle. And what Jesus did not want them to do, he did not want to get what them, wanted them to get comfortable with the blessing. But he also wanted them to learn from the blessing. You see, the miracle of feeding the 5,000 this last time was about strengthening their faith that God can do anything. But Jesus had to do something with them. You know, when good things happen, we get caught up in it. Am I right? And we want to stay there for a little while. Am I right about it? But turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time to move. <laughs> Watch the text. The text says in verse 22, now this is the part that really, this is why I said that. The text says what? Immediately. You know, we want to sit back and enjoy the fact that we just been 5,000 people just got fed. Uh, man, this is a miracle. I got me a whole basket here. But Jesus said, the text says, immediately what? Immediately he did what? He did what? He made them. You see, sometimes you've been, you've been in a place too long. God got to force you to move. The word there made means to be, to compel. Because you are in your comfort zone. The text is clear. The text says immediately he made the disciples do what? Get into the what? The boat. So my first point today is if you're going to move from, from what? If you're going to face the fear, fear of moving forward, first thing is the, you have to overcome the fear of moving forward. That's my first point. The fear of moving forward. Somebody here, you're scared. And you're trying to figure it out. And you're trying to map it out. Your budget ain't looking right. Oh, come on, help me, will you? Listen, everything about, listen, you want to be on this side of town and God's, and your money's saying, man, you need to be in this side of town. But I, but I, I dare you today to try Jesus, to walk by faith, 
all of us have a fear of moving forward. Children, you go into the next grade. Oh, there's a fear there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The work, listen, it's not just about school clothes. It's about the work you got to do. But if you can overcome, if you can conquer that fear, he says immediately, he told, hey, y'all, get in that boat. Now, now, I don't know about you, they didn't get time to process the miracle. Oh, come on. But he wanted them to move from one scenario to the next. They went from sorrow to miracle to now they're getting ready to face some things they don't even know about. Jesus told them to get in the boat. So here's the other thing you got to remind yourself of. If you're going to face the fear, you got to understand this. The fear of moving forward, you got to remember who told you to get in the boat. You got to ask yourself, who's telling me to move forward? Is it you? Amen. Or is it Jesus? Now, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? Well, you won't know till you get in the boat. <laughs> you won't know until what? Until you actually what? Obey. And some of you, God is telling you to get in the boat, but guess what? You want to stand on the seashore. Come on, somebody. You want to get into your boat. You, and listen, and you don't want to follow right away because you're afraid. How many are afraid? How many are scared? Amen. The, the unknown. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm getting ahead of myself. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, he told him to get in the boat and go ahead of him. Now, that's the problem right there. Now, watch this. Jesus tell them, told them to go ahead of him to what? To the other what? Side. The next point is, not only is it the fear of moving forward, but the fear of what's on the other side. Can I tell you something? I don't know what's on the other side. That's the truth. Say one more time. I don't know what's on the other side. And some of you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And some of us are struggling with today, even today. But the other, but listen, you got to remind yourself when you start becoming afraid, you're in the right boat. Make sure you're in the right boat. Make sure you're in the right, in the will. Now, now next week I'll reveal what was about to happen. And there's some miraculous things that are about to happen, but right before the miracle comes the disaster. And watch this. When you take the first leap of faith, guess what's going to happen? Things are not going to look the way you want them to look, and then you'll start doubting again. Did I, did I make the right decision? I wonder if this really was God. And see, here's the thing. We always, we always blame Satan but sometimes it's a strategic test. Come on, somebody. It's a strategic test for your faith. See, they're getting ready to go over here. Jesus said, hey, hold on now. I got, I got, get in that boat. But the question is, what's on that other side? Let, let me say this to you. Somebody told you about the other side. You've never been there before, but you got a mental picture of what it may look like. 
You see, the reason the children of Israel never made it into the promised land because their mental picture was all jacked up. And then when they sent the spies in, I said this last week, watch this. When they sent the spies in and they came back and said, oh man, oh man, it's rough over there. Them people are bigger than us. We are like grasshopper. But you got two voices that said, hey man, we can do this. We can go over there. See, don't allow the world to drown out the voice of God in your life. Ooh, I just said something. See, the fear of what's on the other side, listen, it can cause us to lose faith. And somebody here, you don't know what it looks like just yet. But if you spend time with God and you spend time, listen, understanding, listen, everything about our move looks impossible right now. Price, location, come on somebody, distance, I mean everything about it looks terrible, it looks, it looks impossible. Listen, it looks impossible, but I'm willing to get in that boat, y'all. He says, but notice what he said. He says, go ahead. They went ahead of him to the other side. Now look what it says next. It says, while he sent the what? The crowds away. Now you know where I'm going with that, right? Hmm? Here's what happens to us, y'all, when we don't know where we're going or we're in our comfort zone. We like noise. That's why we like entertainment. Noise keeps you from listening to the real voice. So we drown it out with all kinds of extracurricular activities. So we don't have to face the fears that we feel. So my next point is this. The fear of leaving the crowd and the familiar behind. Some of you got to leave some family members behind. They've been holding you back. Familiar. Some of us got to leave some groups that we've been hanging around with because the crowd is keeping you. Oh, wish I had somebody. Wish I had somebody. The what? The crowd. Jesus said, listen, y'all go ahead. Now watch this. Now the 12 disciples, they were like, man, let's help Jesus get rid of these people. She's like, uh-uh, get in that boat, man. I got, yeah, I got this. The text says, out of all those people, 5,000 plus, only 12 got in the boat. Come on, somebody. Watch this. And, and his job was to deal with the crowd. Saints, I want to talk to somebody here today. You got to get out the crowd. And not only do you need to get out the crowd, but you, got, you have to get from around the familiar. Because familiarity breeds contempt. And sometimes, watch this, commonality can keep you in your comfort zone. You know what I mean by that? Amen. You're hanging around people who won't challenge you. Who won't tell you, listen, you can't do that, you got to do this. 
The only way that you're going to find out what's on that other side is if you get away from the familiar. If you get away from the crowd. And the crowd has a way of drowning out the voice of God. Jesus needed them in a specific place going in a specific direction that they didn't even know where they were going because he says, go over to the other side. Are you with me? I'm coming to close right here. For real. Look what he says next. It says in verse 23, and after he had sent the crowds away, hmm, now, every time I read this passage, I think about, man, I wonder who's praying for me. Somebody here today, you're in the boat, but nobody's praying for you. Come on, somebody. It's a dangerous thing to get in the boat without an intercessor. Jesus said, he got rid of the crowd. See, Jesus knows what to take out your life so that you can move forward. Come on, help me, will you? He knows what to take out your life so that you can move forward and get to the place where he wants you. He knows how to deal with things. You have to trust him. But not only do you have to trust him, you have to trust his judgment. The text says he told them and after this he sent the crowds away and he went up to the mountain on the mountain by what? Himself. He didn't have no prayer meeting. Listen, this is, this is, a, this is a, an excuse of most people why they won't move. I, I got to pray about it. You know what? You know what? I've been praying long enough. It's time to move. Turn to them and say it's time to move. I've been praying the same prayer. When I look at my prayer requests, it's the same thing. And God says, I've already answered. I'm just waiting on you. Are you willing to get in the boat? Are you willing to get on board? All aboard. <laughs> Are you willing to get on board to move forward? Because he said, listen, you can't move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what the enemy wants to do, he wants to keep us, watch this, living in the past. The fear of leaving the crowd, the fear of what's on the other side, the fear of moving forward. But lastly, I want to give you my last point. It says here, it says, Jesus said what? What is it saying? Jesus went up where? To the mountain. And he was there by himself to what? To pray and watch this. And when it was evening, he was there what? Now watch this. He started praying in the morning. Hmm. I'm just trying to figure out something. How can we move if we ain't praying? So, my, so, so here's, how you, here's how you rid yourself of all this fear. The last point is this. Last point. Oh yeah, last point. Last point is the faith to pray. You need the faith to pray. To overcome the fear, 
You have to have the what? The faith to pray. How do you get scared and you don't pray? Right? You're like, well. And here's the thing. And, and when you're praying, guess what? It's not in faith. Look at Jesus' consistency and longevity. My question is, what was he praying for? What do you think he was praying for? He was praying for them. Because what they were about to face, and I'll go over that, I'll do this next week. What they were about to face will reveal what was in them. You see, moving forward, we're going to run into, you know, difficult people. Uh, disappointment, uh, depression, because it's not happening the way you want it to happen, so you're disappointed, and then you start being depressed. Then you start regretting, man, why, why did I do this? Oh, my gosh, why, why did I do this? Why? Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? Are you serious? It looks terrible. But I want to tell you something. It's time to move. But you got to face those fears. What, what are your fears today? You see, when you place a spoon in a glass of water that's only two-thirds full, it appears that the spoon is bent. This is called refraction. That's what it's called. We know that the spoon is neither bent nor broken. It simply looks that way because of the light. And as the light passes through the water, a distortion is created. The world in which we live now is a distortion. Come on, somebody. It's a refraction. And sometimes we're looking at our lives and our faith, come on, somebody, through those lenses. And not through the eyes of faith. And if you're going to overcome the fear of moving forward, you have to have faith. You have to see it through the eyes of Jesus. Saints, you've been stuck too long. You've been stagnated too long. Listen, you need to make a decision today. Whether... You're going to get in the boat. Whether you're going to leave the crowds behind or the familiar behind. And whether you're going to move forward. It's time to move.